What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, September 29th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode number 274. Uh, I can't believe after next week I will be, wow, 25 away from 300 um, this December will be six years doing the show. So thank you all for listening. Thank you to my current listeners. Thank you to the new listeners. Um, you know, I appreciate you guys reaching out saying that you're new to, uh, new to the show, but you love it and you listen. Um, it means a lot. So thank you. Um, the Verzi effect podcast is growing and growing and, uh, there's listeners from all over the place. Uh, I have another great show for you guys. I hope everybody had a great time in between. Okay, uh, wherever you may be, in your car, on your treadmill, at work, sitting around, doing nothing. If you're a soldier somewhere stationed, um, you know, just, uh, you know, serving our country wherever you may be. And I know you're listening to this. Thank you guys so much. Um, I want to apologize for any background noise you hear on this because, of course... Uh, Thursday is the day that Hector and his guys do our lawn and yard, and they are back there now doing it, and, uh, that's what, uh, any kind of machinery you may hear, but it should subside during the show. But, uh, again, wherever you are, Croatia, New Zealand, Canada, the UK, uh, and of course, here in America, thank you guys for tuning in to the Verzi Effect installment 274. Uh, I have an amazing show today, a ton of stuff to talk about. Got back from Arizona, I, um, I saw a movie, got to talk about some uh, amazing sports stuff going on, I got some people in Florida upset apparently yesterday, so I'll talk about that. Um, of course, my unacceptable... Your guy's unacceptable. I'll talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, So sit back, relax, and enjoy TVE 274. Um, But first, before I get started on the show, of course, got a shout out to the sponsors. Um, Shout out to my sponsors. The Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and CityLivingDog.com and Coach Mike. Coach Mike is one of the best dog trainers in the country. Um, He's an amazing, amazing dog trainer. You could check out all of his social media, his amazing YouTube channel where you can see him working with some vicious dogs, some dogs that really, really need a lot of work. And what he does is he's molding these dogs. Um, This guy is patient. This guy can get attacked and just knows how to deal with dogs. Um, He does amazing, amazing work. If you are Uh, in the market for a dog and you think you're going to need help, if you got a dog and you need help, please contact Coach Mike and City Living Dog and CityLivingDog.com. Please check out his YouTube channel. Please check out all of his social media, Instagram, his Facebook. He does live uh, training too, and uh, he uh, really is the best. He just dedicated his life to dogs. He gets it, he knows it, and he's amazing with it. So again, that is City Living Dog. And CityLivingDog.com and Coach Mike, please tell him that TVE and um, Paul Verzi sent you and uh, and really uh, watch him transform your dog with the, just how patient and confident this guy is. And that's exactly what he will do with your canine. Also, uh, Drink More Good. Go to DrinkMoreGood.com. Okay, now what Drink More Good is, is it is a healthier organic alternative to sodas. Okay, they have syrup mixers. Okay, it's syrups. They have ginger ale. They have lemon lime. They have orange pop. Okay, they have spiced ones. They have all kinds of crazy, just amazing. They have root beer. Okay, um, and more. Okay, and what Drink More Good is, is it is an organic, uh, no preservatives, nothing artificial syrup that you mix with your seltzer and you go as you want. If you like a stronger soda, you put more of the syrup in of the flavor that you like. Um, If you want just a little hint of it taste, you can do it that way. It's fine. It is awesome. You can make cocktails with the syrups. You can even bake and use them as marinates. Okay. It is just an amazing product and uh, the guys doing it are awesome. They work with a nonprofit. Um, 
generosity.org. They've helped, um, you know, they've helped with water wells in Uganda and Ghana, uh, Ghana, all these different places um, that they do it. They have a main office at 383 Main Street in Beacon, New York, and you can go to drinkmoregood.com and see what I'm talking about. Now, you guys know I love to drink stuff. I love to drink seltzers. I love certain drinks that just have that refreshing kind of, you know, stuff, but I also don't like just a plain flavor. I mean, who does? So, Drink More Good is an amazing alternative. I'm a root beer guy, you know, lemon, lime, all that stuff. So, you put just a little bit of splash, a uh, little splash into your seltzer, and you have an amazing, uh, healthy, healthy drink. Uh, it's helping people lose weight, but still able to, you know, enjoy the drinks and, and the tastes that they, uh, that they like. So, please go to Drink More Good for the organic, no preservatives, okay, the ginger, the citrus, it's amazing, check it out, um, I'm actually looking at the website right now, and they're adding stuff, it is awesome, drinkmoregood.com, um, you can put in the code um, GOODMAKER, and you will get 20% off, please tell them that Paul Verzi and TVE sent you, also guys, All Things Comedy, go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcast, comedy albums, okay, uh, that's where, that's where I'm at, so many other, uh, you know, comedy podcasts and albums on there, it is an awesome, awesome platform, uh, for your, I mean, if you're a comedy nerd, you know about all things comedy, so check it out, uh, here, I'll even give you guys a list, see, that's the kind of guy I am, because I could say, hey, you know what, just listen to my podcast, but you know what, my podcast comes out one day, all right, there is a ton of amazing podcasts, all right, so I will give you guys, I will show you guys right now, as we speak, I will just tell you what podcasts are on there, uh, Come to Papa with Tom Papa is on there, that's right, Skeptic Tank with Ari Shafir, Burtcast with Burt Kreischer, The Champs with Moshe Kasher and Neil Brennan, uh, the, the Naughty Show with Sam Tripoli is on there. Of course, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, Jason Lawhead's Lawhead's Court. Okay, just a ton, a slew, okay, of podcasts that you can check out. And of course, the Verzi Effect Podcast. So, um, go to All Things Comedy and uh, check those guys out and follow them at All Things Comedy. Now, let's get into the show, everybody. Again, I hope everybody had a good time in between. I am back. I am healthier uh, because, um, of course, I went out to Arizona, like I mentioned on the uh, last podcast when I did Tempe. I went out to Arizona, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty amazed I was able to get on the plane, but I had been going through so much and so much bullshit, and... um, a lot of things in my life that, uh, you know, was trying to fix and, and get around, and then all, well, not get around, fix, actually, kind of go head on with and, uh, and deal with it, and, uh, you know, still working through some stuff, but, you know, that, that's life, and I got to get on an airplane and go to Arizona last week, and I told you the pilot came on and said it's going to be a bumpy ride, and it really wasn't, so he didn't need to freak me to fuck out like that, but... Um, I went on that plane and I went on that trip very, very sick. I had a fever the night before. I was stuffed up, congested. My nose was runny and stuffy. I was coughing and then it went down to my chest and I'm going, wow, am I really going to fly across country? I've never even been out to Arizona and I'm going to go out there kind of like 80, 85%. But you know what? You commit to something and you got to do it. I took some medicine, and I went out there, and like I said, I had an amazing time at the Tempe Improv. Thank you guys for coming out, um, and then I drove up with uh, Andy Steinberg. I want to shout out to Andy. Um, he drove me from, because he was doing the, um, the Big Pine Comedy Festival. It's a, a newer comedy festival in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is a really cool little town, man, little city in just all these awesome, awesome, like, trendy shops and, like, mom-and-pop shops, but, like, candy stores and, like, real, like, old-school candy stores where you go in and, like, it just felt like, wow, this is, like, America. Like, it wasn't this, like, 
generic franchisey shit. You could go into these stores and buy like these clothes and boots and these funny things and these awesome trendy t-shirts and you know, souvenirs and flasks with funny shit on them and, and all kinds of like really cool stuff. It actually was a really cool little um, city. And I stayed in the Hotel Weatherford, which is like from like the 1800s. Um, no shower. It was just like this old school bathtub in the thing. And, and just, you know, it was cool. I like a little newer and I was busting balls when I was there, but it was, it was not bad. Um, it, it was, a uh, it was nice to walk around and be in Flagstaff and see, a. a uh, you know, a place in Arizona, which I really didn't know much about, especially that the fucking place is cold. Flagstaff, Arizona, I felt like I was in the mountains in fucking Colorado where it was cold, man. And I remember when I was packing and I was ready to leave, my wife is like, oh, you're going to Flagstaff, so just make sure you don't pack all t-shirts. And I'm like, Stacy, I'm going to fucking Arizona, okay? Just pack jeans and like seven t-shirts, socks, underwear, and I'll wear a couple of pairs of sneakers. And she's like, no, Flagstaff is cold. You have to have other things. And I didn't know what she was talking about. And lo and behold, my wife was right. It was freezing. I never even got the dressing right out there. Like, and then there were some times where I'm like, oh, it's going to be cold. And I put like layers on, like a sweatshirt and a jacket. And then I was sweating. So I couldn't win with the weather. But met some funny comics. I was hanging out with these two comics. Um... I, you know, clicked with them. Well, Andy, who I did the improv with, with uh, I did uh, Andy and James Petragallo, Andy Sandberg, James Petragallo, and um, I'm sorry, Andy Steinberg, I'm sorry, and Andy drove me to Flagstaff because he was taking part in the Big Pine Comedy Festival, hung out with him, also this kid, uh, Jason Webb from North Carolina, really funny, uh, really good guys, both of them, and uh, anytime you do a festival, whether you do a big festival um, you know, an older established festival and, you know, whatever, whatever, new, old, whatever, you always end up bonding with a couple of comics that are there because you go through the same shit, you know, let's go get something for lunch. I'm not going to eat alone. There's a bunch of comics here. Um, Hey, I heard about you. Let me, let's go hang out and all this stuff. So, um, I want to thank everybody in Flagstaff who came out to the shows, especially Friday night, my, my headline night, um, I was, uh, you know, it's an honor to be one of the comedians that, you know, um, they want you to headline a night. Um, they're fans, they like you, and they say, hey, you know, why don't you come and we'll give you a Friday night. So Friday night at 10 o'clock was my headline show over at, at the hotel. It was nice to actually be sleeping in my room and I could get out, walk upstairs, and uh, the room that they had set up for the comedy show was kind of like in this ballroom upstairs. And... Uh, it was really busy, packed out, pretty much standing room only, and, um, you know, some people don't like to sit front, front, so they were standing in the back, but I want to thank everybody in Flagstaff who was at that show. Some people wrote me afterwards and said they didn't come up to me, but they really loved the show, and uh, also the comedians that attended and wanted to sit in the back and watch and had nice things to say. I had a great time Friday night uh, for my headline show. I really did. Um, at first they wanted me to do like 25, 30 minutes because they have other comedians that they want to get on the show. They let me do, I did a lot longer than that. I did like almost an hour and, uh, it was great. I ran through the new hour and I had a blast. So thank you guys for the kind words. Thank you for being there. Um, and it was nice meeting everybody, um, over there. Now I, uh, I did something which was a little stupid. I'm going to get into movies now because it kind of connects with, uh, it kind of connects with the festival and everything going on and then me flying home. Uh, so I'll go into the movie now. I'll give you the movie review right now. Holy shit. We're already 15 minutes in. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Everybody. I could sense it. So, um, I'm 24 hours away from flying home. Okay. Uh, this other comedian, uh, Eric Myers did a last show on Saturday and I jumped on that real quick, and then I flew home on Sunday. However, Saturday during the day, uh, me, this dude Andy, this dude Jason, decide let's go get something to eat. And I had mentioned early on when I got there earlier in the weekend, I'm going to go see Sully. So they're like, oh, I wanted to see that too. So I'm like, yeah, let's go, man. Let's all go. So it didn't work out Friday, so we said, all right, we're going to get something to eat on Saturday, and then Saturday afternoon before all of our shows, we'll go see Sully. So that's what we do. We eat, 
We eat lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings, which took so fucking long. The food was not bad. The weirdest thing about Buffalo Wild Wings is the food is not bad. And you're like, ah, it doesn't look good. And then you bite it. I had a chicken wrap. It was fucking delicious. It was. It was delicious. Uh, But I got to talk about Chick-fil-A. I got to talk about Chick-fil-A, too, because that place is, is I, I can't even understand. Well, you know, I'll get into the Chick-fil-A after, okay? So we eat Buffalo Wild Wings. We got like five minutes. Actually, the movie started. The previews started while we were at Buffalo Wild Wings. We get to the movie theater like right at opening scene, okay? Now, we go in. It's a, it was pretty impressive how busy the movie was. Especially considering how, you know, how long it's been out. It's been out for a couple of weeks and uh, it was still doing really well. You know, and I saw on Rotten Tomatoes that it was doing well. And, um, you know, I just was, I just was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people in here and this is great. So we, uh, we go to the back, we sit in the back and we're watching this movie. And uh, this is one of the only movies, like I said, I just can't, I can't review it because, you know, it was so intense and it was like an hour and 45 minute anxiety attack. Like I have never in my life, in my life, sat through a movie where I was just like, this is so intense. I'm, you know, I was with two other guys. One guy teared up at one point. The other guy was hyperventilating at one point. I'm having a fucking anxiety attack. All right. And it was just so much like, and I'm fascinated with aviation and flying, um, you know, and the crazy thing was I flew a couple days earlier and now I got to fly 24 hours after and I'm watching this movie. I love Tom Hanks and I'm just, I'm into it. I want to know what happened. And, uh, you know, it was just so intense because it's, you know, it's about leading up to what happened and what happened after and how he was ridiculed. And not a lot of people know that this guy was really questioned if he could have made it to Titoboro Airport. There was a big investigation. Could he have made it to LaGuardia? You know, um, was he going through stuff at home and that's why this happened and he's got 155 lives at stake and, and you know, and you're just watching the plane and he, there's no more thrust. So they're just going down into Hudson and I'm sitting there and like I'm under the weather I'm far away from home. I got a show left. I want to come home. I just wanted a movie to take me away, you know, take me away for a little while. And this was like, there were scenes that were so intense. It was like a fucking horror movie, you know, and you're watching how the pilots handled it. And, and, and while you're having anxiety, the actual, the cut, the, the, the character Sully, you know, he's having anxiety and you see what he's going through mentally dealing with this whole thing. So now he's having anxiety. I'm having anxiety. People, the, the theater was so fucking quiet. Everybody's watching it. All right. And for anybody who's like, oh, it wasn't that good. It was boring. It's not about that. Okay. It's not about a fucking shoot em up terrorist. It's not about that. It's about facts of what happened that day and the aftermath and leading up to it. That's really what it's about. It's basically like a documentary except with really good actors in it. That's what the movie is. And um, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I'm not going to sit here on my podcast and, and say this movie's bad. This is a really just intense anxiety-filled movie. And to see the plane going over the bridge and coming down low and it just, you know, especially after everything that happened in New York on 9-11 with commercial airliners going low, it just gave you this kind of crazy intense feeling and there was a scene where um sully stays on the plane and he waits because you know his whole thing they're like a captain man a captain like a, like when the titanic the captain stays on so he's looking to make sure nobody's like stuck or trapped and water is filling the plane and it's dark and you just see the whole thing of how new yorkers responded do you know though that the, the most amazing part about the miracle on the hudson the most amazing thing that i didn't realize is with boats and ferries and emergency vehicles on shore and everybody helping out, 24 minutes after that gigantic plane hit, everybody was evacuated and freed. 24 minutes after that, it was all done, and that's like how people came together. So everybody did their job, and it was amazing. But this movie is a fucking, it is an absolute one hour and 45 minute panic attack. And they're doing these old simulations of what he could have done. And he's like worried. But then it all obviously comes together. But just really, really 
Um, really, really intense, I would say. We walked out going like, I, I mean, we walked out like, I don't know if I should have saw that. Especially like, I got to be funny now. Like, you walked out kind of like breathing like, holy shit. Those fucking poor people knowing they go up and then it's just coming down. And oh my God, man. So, my review of Sully is, I mean, obviously Hanks is a great actor. Um, there were other great actors in the movie. The movie was really good. Just super, super intense. You're not going to see any shoot 'em up. You're not going to see anything. It's like a documentary, like I said, about the true facts of what happened that day. And also, you know, what the shit he had to deal with afterwards, which was really stressful for him and his family. But then at the end, they show the real people and, and him. And, and it was it was really, really good. Just I probably would have been better off having a couple of drinks, watching it on my couch when it comes out on like DVD or on demand or something like that, rather than sitting in a movie theater, not feeling well across the country, knowing I have to work, being tired and fucking stressing out about it. Uh, so it was one of those things where even at the end, people didn't clap. They were just like, holy shit. It was like getting off a roller coaster that you thank God it was over. Um, but how good is Tom Hanks? I mean, Tom fucking Hanks. I mean, the list goes on with him, you know, forget just far as Gump, which he was great in, but just everything. I mean, even when he was younger and big, he's just great. He's just great. Saving Private Ryan. The guy is just murders it. Um, in everything that he does, you know, Castaway, there was no fucking words for like 45 minutes and you just locked in on the guy. It's, it's just, he's a great actor. He does a great job playing this guy. You could tell he did his homework. Of course he did. And, uh, I'm biased towards Tom Hanks cause I met Tom Hanks at Madison square garden and, um, I was a little buzzed and I don't know if he was, but he's just, he really is like the cool, he's just so cool, man. Um, and he's such a great actor. So Sully, I don't even know if, listen, I give it the approval to watch, but here's what I'll say. Don't watch it right before you get on a plane. If you're afraid to fly, I don't know. It's one of those where, I, I don't know. If you get anxiety about things like that, if you're, you know, if you freak out, if you feel a certain way about, I, you know, maybe wait for DVD, but, uh, you know, if if you if you're really into flying and all that stuff too, and you like it and you're interested in the story, it's great. It's a great movie. So, I will give it the approval with the caution of, holy shit, it's intense. Uh, okay, so that's what I want to say about that. Chick Fil A. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. There are two great fast food chicken places. One is Chick Fil A, and the other is Zaxby's. Now, Buffalo Wild Wings could get the job done sometimes because they have really good, unique sauces. They do a nice chicken wrap. But the other night, we were in the mall. I had to get these new uh, Jordans, okay? I got Jordan 1s, and uh, I just the color was sick. I have never seen anybody with them, and the leather was different. Long story short, I go, I, you know, I was, I was doing a TV thing and I just needed, you know, uh, more of a winter pair of Jordans or like, you know, the fall coming up type of, type of kicks. You, you guys know I got to keep my sneaker game at a, at a, at another level. So I'm with the kids. The kids wanted to come. My wife wanted to come. What are we going to eat? We end up getting Chick-fil-A. Now, Chick-fil-A nuggets are the most incredible like, the flavor is unbelievable. You bite it, and, like, the middle of the chicken is still, like, wet. It, it, it was like a chicken cutlet chunk. It was fucking delicious. I even got their spicy deluxe sandwich, or their, like, yeah, their spicy sandwich. It was fucking delicious. So, um, I am a Chick-fil-A guy. It was amazing. Zaxby's, which is in the South, that blew my mind. I had Zaxby's. I had to go on stage and talk about how good Zaxby's was. I was in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I went to Zaxby's. So, um, as much as I hate to say this, because my grandfather used to like it, and I used to like it, um, KFC cannot fucking hold the jockstrap. Not that I would ever want him to hold a jockstrap of a chicken place, but you know what I mean. Holy shit. Chick-fil-A and Zaxby's 
uh, go for it. I could honestly, like, if if somebody was like, look, I mean, other than, listen, I know, like, chicken cutlets and, and really good chicken's amazing, but if somebody's like, the only fast food chicken you'll ever have the rest of your life was Chick-fil-A, I'd be fine with it. Absolutely fine with it. Now, the reason why uh, I was at the mall, I was, uh, you know, I, I was doing some, uh, some shopping, getting a couple things there with the kids walking around, break up the week a little bit. And the next morning, I was going to do um, Good Morning Football, which I did. I did Good Morning Football yesterday on the NFL Network. Thank you all for the kind words who saw it. Uh, however, uh, and I want to, by the way, I want to shout out Peter Schrager, Nate Burleson, also Kay and Kyle who were on the show. The hosts of the show are amazing. Um, Brian, the showrunner, the, pro- the producers, or David, the producer... All of these guys um, at the show are so awesome. For you people that don't know uh, about it, tonight is Thursday Night Football on CBS, uh, and they are together with the NFL Network. And the NFL Network has a morning show called Good Morning Football, and uh, it's hosted by Peter Schrager and um, and Nate Burleson, and they have um, Kyle, who also came from L.A., and Kay, uh, so there's four, there's four hosts there. Nate Burleson, you guys might remember, he was a wide receiver with the Vikings, and he had really good years uh, in the NFL, especially with the Lions. Such a cool dude. And uh, when you watch the NFL games tonight, you'll see because they always promote Good Morning Football on the bottom of the screen. That's the show that I did uh, yesterday. I did a test show with them, had a great time. They asked me to come in and do uh, Unacceptables and Acceptables, and I had a really great time with it. Um, so thank you. Please check out Good Morning Football because I'm not kidding when I say this. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do, you know, a a bunch of television shows now. And, um, you know, the more people see you and you grow in the business, hey man, why don't you jump on the show? Why don't you jump on the show? You know, I've, I've, I've been a part of some things and, uh, hopefully I can continue to be. But when you do it with Guys that are amazing and, and, and women that are amazing and, and, and people that just get it and know how to make your experience fun and know how to get the best out of you. Like these guys called me in like, look, man, we want you to do acceptable, unacceptable, and we're going to give you these topics. And it was just so much fun. So shout out to those guys and please check out Good Morning Football because not only is it one of the most fun sports shows on TV, the guys are the best. And I truly, truly mean the guys are the best. Now... Um, if you didn't see it, you could check. There's clips of it, all this stuff. You could see it out. It's out there. Um, apparently, I got some people from Jacksonville upset because one of the unacceptables was... So they asked me a couple of questions. So if you saw it, the first question was Odell Beckham crying um, on the field. The other question was Cam Newton in a, you know, a Willy Wonka you know, hat with uh, Harry Potter glasses and, and, and one of the ugliest shirts you'll ever see. And then one was this uh, rookie Ramsey on the Jacksonville Jaguars who was talking smack about um, Steve Smith on the Baltimore Ravens, saying that he doesn't respect him. So, now let me just put this into perspective for you people that, you know, got upset. And I will say this, I did go hard at Jacksonville, and I had fun in Jacksonville. Actually, I had one of the greatest po' boy sandwiches I've ever had in my life. I had a shrimp po' boy sandwich in... um, Jacksonville, which was near my hotel, which was one of the best sandwiches I've, I've had. Um, but they asked me, acceptable or unacceptable that this rookie is talking? So I said it was unacceptable that a rookie is talking about an absolute legend like Steve Smith. I don't care if a guy loses a step or not. You know, it's the same way when Tiger Woods started to not do good and Rory McIlroy was like, yeah, nobody out here playing golf is afraid of Tiger anymore. Have a little respect. The guy won four fucking t- majors. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So, the fact that this guy, Ramsey, this rookie, you know, on the Jaguars was talking smack about Steve Smith, got me a little fired up. I'm a comedian on a show. They asked me a question, and I was like, yeah, it's unacceptable. This guy's been in the league for a cup of coffee. This guy's been in the league three hours longer than I am, I have, and he's talking shit about one of the best receivers. And I was like, and you play in Jacksonville, and I'm making fun of the stadium. And, you know, they're 0-3, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, everybody from all over the country loved it, except I just got a handful of hate from people in Florida. 
And uh, some people were cool. I even went back at some people and I was like, look, dude, I'm a comedian on a show. I had a great time in Jackson. Not that I owed them that, not that I cared, but I just, but I didn't realize the back, like how, how people were going to get. And some people were cool. Like, all right, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Who's your team, man? You should have went after Cleveland. And like, but some people were like, man, keep my, keep my team's name out of your mouth. And it was just really, really funny. And it's just so funny how passionate people get about, um, football, but it was all in good fun, and I had a great time on the show, and I got a lot of feedback from you guys, so I'm glad you guys got to see me on that show, um, and got some other stuff coming up, hopefully I could go on there again and, and have a good time, but please check out Good Morning Football, you'll see it tonight when you watch the, uh, when you watch the game tonight, I believe it's the Dolphins and the Bengals, I think, um, all right, so let's get into, we are halfway through the show here, 30 minutes in. Uh-oh, my little boy's getting off the bus soon, so I'm going to have to do that, get him off there. But let's do your guys' unacceptables, then we will do my unacceptable, and we'll talk a little bit of sports, and I definitely want to talk about the debate with Hillary and Trump. So sit back, everybody. Isn't this a good one? 274. I know you're sitting there smiling right now going, damn, this is a good one. This is a good show. I mean, he talked about some hate mail he got after a TV appearance, and we didn't even get into the debate yet. That's right, everybody. That's what I'm bringing. That's what I'm bringing. And I don't know if you could tell, but I'm finally sleeping. I I actually, going back to what I was going through and everything, I didn't realize what my body was going through. And I did not sleep properly for two and a half to three months. And uh, the last few days, I'm starting to get some sleep. And it's amazing uh, what a little bit of sleep could do to you. And I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Here we go. Let's get into your guys' unacceptables. What do we have here? All right. This one is... Oh, this might be a new guy. It might be. I hope so. Airplane unacceptable. Here we go. From David Rathjen. It's either, David's either new to the show or very few times. But uh, thank you, David, and I see that font. There you go. Hey, Paul, last week I was on a plane from Orlando to Kansas City and airplane etiquette in my row was lacking. I had the window seat, a lady had the middle, and another guy had the aisle. The guy in the aisle seat was overweight, so he took a little bit uh, more than just his seat. Uh, (laughs) He... He also took both the armrest instead of uh, both the armrests instead of letting the lady in the middle uh, have to. Since he was partly in her space, she decided that she would lean towards me and come into my space. A few times, I would adjust myself to get comfortable and hit her elbow hanging over the armrest, but this didn't bother me that much since we have all been in her situation before. I tried to just close my eyes and sleep. But since this was a flight out of Orlando, there was a bunch of kids on the plane and one happened to be a couple of rows in front of me. Before boarding, his family sat um, in by me and the kid was screaming and crying the whole time while the parents just played on their cell phones. So I knew this would probably carry over to the flight. Oh, okay. So while you were waiting, gotcha. Okay. The kid's name was Magnus. The kid's name was Magnus. Uh, I would have been crying <laughs> with a name like that also. Once again, though, I have been on planes with screaming kids many times before, so it didn't bother me too much. As the flight is almost over, the captain makes the announcement that we will start to descend. That's when the lady in the middle reaches over me and opens the window shade. I was shocked. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. I've been on a lot of airplanes, many, many flights a year, okay? Whoever gets the window gets control of the shade, fucking period. Let me finish here. I'm sorry. That just got me heated, but you're right. Okay, so she leans over to, I was shocked. This has never happened to me before. I turned and looked at her, and she looked back with a little innocent smile on her face. I said, you could have just asked. Her smile turned to shock embarrassment real quick. I thought I might be making too big of a deal about this, but everybody I've uh, told couldn't believe what happened either, so I decided to share my story. Sorry for the length, 
and make a stop in Kansas City sometime soon. Sometime soon. Love the podcast, David. Thank you, David. It is a great, great unacceptable. I could actually not think of a better way to kick off today's unacceptable segment with that, uh, other than that one, because it is perfect. It is a perfect unacceptable for the reason that she either has no idea what she's doing when she flies. She's inconsiderate and selfish. Uh, in any any way, shape, or form, it's unacceptable because it's known that when you have the window seat, you have control of the shade unless somebody asks and say, hey, do you mind if I just look out for a second? That's how it works. You're 100% right, and everybody that you told that said you were right is right as well, which means you hang out with good people, David. And uh, I loved Kansas City when I was there. I want to go back. I actually want to go back to Kansas City and go to Arrowhead and watch the Chiefs play because I know that place gets loud and nuts, and uh, I know the food is great there, and the people that I met in Kansas City were really, really awesome. So um, thank you for the submission. Great way to start it off. Okay. Um, here we go. Let's see here. Uh, this is from Adrian Sar... Uh, Sarmiento, I'm hard, sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, Adrian uh, Sarmiento, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. Paul, I am writing to you to apologize for calling you a faggot while going through your depression. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That's hilarious. I want you to know that I was just kidding. If you don't remember what I'm talking about, it was an email that talked about meeting you and Tempe at the show where the kid was wearing the, uh, at the show where the kid was wearing the bow tie. Listen, I myself go through depression and, uh, and I know it can be a bitch. So I know that you don't need some passive aggressive man cunt talking shit to you at a very sensitive time in your life. So for that, I apologize. I hope that all is well and you could forgive my, um, insults. Oh, dude, yeah as it was all meant to be uh, in fun. Now that I got that off my back, here's my unacceptable. Dude, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. You didn't have to say that. I can totally take a joke, and I appreciate that very much. And uh, the fact that you would even write that means that you're a good person, and uh, no worries at all. No worries, but thank you. Uh, Listening to the Verzi Effect podcast and hearing him get pissed at some ambiguously gay comic for calling him a fag and then thinking, hmm, I think I called Paul a fag in my email. I better send another email to apologize. Unacceptable. Also, having to apologize to a comedian who can instantly trash a person, leaving them feeling as little as a wet Asian dick in the middle of a cold front because you called him a name and you were joking around at his expense. Totally unacceptable. Chuck me <laughs> in a locked cage after 10,000 lashes and throw away the key. Oh, yeah. What was the name of the comic that featured for you at the Tempe Improv? He was hilarious. Paul, thanks for the free podcast. Oh, man, I remember. And look forward to seeing uh, more of your shows in the near future. Uh, Adrian Sarmiento. Uh, uh, hold on. Sarmiento. Sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, Thank you so much, dude. Again, you don't have to apologize for that. I can totally take a joke, but yeah, I get it. And um, I appreciate it. The comedian that featured for me was a guy that I went to high school with named James Petragallo. And uh, I wanted to say again, man, because I said it on the last podcast. The dude is... um, really really funny and if you're out there in that area man check that guy out uh and he also has a great podcast too um so you know definitely uh check him out and uh, i'm glad you enjoyed the show and thank you so much for uh, for coming out and thank you for the um for the thing for the unacceptable and your apology that was nice too okay here we go this one is from robert thompson hey paul and welcome back to the verzi effect First off, man, I was, uh, here we go. I was sad to hear of your hardship, dude, but I'm glad you're powering through and definitely glad to have you back on my speakers. Now, my unacceptable, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Now, my unacceptable, a while back I told you about a piece of shit, undesirable trash ball that was squatting in, that was what? 
squatting in my house for almost a year. Uh, well, I was finally able to get him the fuck out um, because I live a thousand miles away and I sent my mother over to take a look at the place. Paul, it literally looks like animals uh, were living in my house. Every window is shattered. Oh, the person that was saying, gotcha. The window is shattered. Every brand new door appear, uh, appears to have been kicked in. Holes in the walls in every room uh, of the fucking house. Cabinets, missing doors, and the floors. The floors were brand new and cost me a fucking fortune, and they're completely destroyed. I wish I could describe my anger and my hate for this family uh, in words, but there are no words, Paul. A cage is too good for these animals. They need to be set free in a <laughs> Zika-infested forest. Uh, of Uganda to fend off for themselves. Thanks again, Paul, for all the laughs, brother. Uh, my wife, Nikki, and I uh, will be seeing you October 6th to celebrate our eight-year wedding anniversary. We really couldn't think of a better way to do it. Um, thank you so much, man. I'm so glad you love the podcast and you love the, you know, and I appreciate it, man. Um, thank you so much, uh, Robert. And uh, I do. I remember you and your lovely wife uh, at the punchline. And yes, uh, for people that are asking, we do not get to do it much, but me and Joe Bartnick and Bill Burr are going to be going to see the Florida Gators play at Gainesville, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, and we are making a little stop at the Fox Theater, um, opening for Bill Burr at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, so that should be awesome, and uh, thank you guys for the, um, thank you uh, for the unacceptable, I appreciate that. Okay, let's go. Let's see what else we have here. Because some people are writing write some stuff that are really nice, but they're not meant to be on here. Okay, so here we go. Let's see here. This one is from John Schneider, NFL players. From John in Orlando. Dear Paul, I can't stand NFL players who celebrate a touchdown when their team is getting smashed. I agree. That's fucking great. It's perfect, dude. I'm a Browns fan. I'm sorry. I'm a Bears fan. Sorry about that. You're like, what the fuck? I'm not a... <laughs> uh, I will I will start that sentence over, John. And I do not mean disrespect because I know people get, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, I am a Bears fan. And on Sunday, our tight end scored a touchdown. I remember the play, too. Our tight end scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter and started blowing kisses to the fucking fans after his team had been getting their dicks kicked in for three-plus quarters. I really don't care about dancing, celebrations, etc., but not when your team is playing the part of the, uh, of the Washington Generals. Yes. I, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and the Globetrotters are throwing alley-oops on your ass the whole game. Lock them in a cage with a highlight tape and some tissue so they can jack off to their own nice plays <laughs> and blow out losses. Hashtag unacceptable. P.S. You should come to the Orlando Improv. I would love to. Tell them, John. Tell the like, People are asking me, like, can you come? And seriously, you know what really helps it? Because my agent you know, who's fucking awesome can definitely like, you know, call and get me into rooms and stuff. And that's what he does. But if there are certain rooms that like either aren't on our radar right now, or we're not going to that part of the country right now, and you guys want me there, seriously, hit up the club and say like, Hey man, I'd love to see Paul Verzi in the club. And, and, uh, you know, we'll definitely try to make that happen. I'd love to come to Orlando. Last time I was there, I saw a lot of fucking, you know, characters like goofy and all that shit. I'd love to go and do stand up there. Um, Thank you for the submission. I agree 100%. These guys losing by three touchdowns and having to do their little moment, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's like fucking, how about you play some, how about your defense stops the other team before you start blowing kisses to the fans? Excuse me, when you're getting the shit kicked out of you by however much. Uh, okay, unacceptable from Saren Rehal. Hi, Paul. Uh, wait, sorry, let me start that again. Hi, Paul. It's good to talk about your situation. The Japanese uh, seppuku route uh, that some people take is not the answer. My unacceptable. Doing my business at the urinal at a concert and the guy next to me 
in the urinal playing with his phone while depositing his contribution. Totally gross, uh, dude. Totally gross. What if the animal dropped it? Opposable thumbs or not? Agree with the dancing too. Happens a lot at chic weddings. Freaking annoying. Uh, thank you so much for this submission. And uh, yeah, I just wouldn't want piss or any. I yeah, like that's the thing that n- drives me nuts about seeing people with cell phones at sporting events or games or even dinner. And like I do it sometimes if I'm waiting for something or if I had text somebody and I need a reply back. But like I I do a good job of this. And and the, and what I do is I really wait until it's over. A football game, dinner, just wait a second. Like you don't need to. Just put it in your fucking pocket and wait. Thank you for the submission. Okay, let's see what else we got. We have um, we have one more. One more unacceptable for 274, at least for the emails. And let's see here. Oh, this one is also from Adrian Sarmiento. I hope I got that right. Uh, what's today? Yes, okay, this was a week ago, so you sent this a long time ago. Unacceptable. Here we go. Big Paul Verzi. Hey, man. I've been a fan of your stand-up for a while now, and I'm getting all caught up on your podcast after hearing about it on Burr's podcast. I'm the guy that asked why you never played Arizona before, and I'm also the guy who clapped when you asked if anybody else gets panic attacks at the show in Tempe on the 21st. Dude, it was great to watch you live after buying your CD uh, that I popped in my car on the drive home. Uh, Your first special is killer too. Well, thank you so much. I can't believe that your special just came out, which was amazing, and you're traveling around doing a new hour with new shit that is great as well. Uh, uh, Can we get a hand uh, for this rock star comedian, please? Well, I don't know about that, but thank you so much. And um, I... uh, uh, yeah, I'm having a good time doing the new hour, man. That's that's just um, loving doing it. And I uh, thank you all for coming out, man, because uh, Wednesday night, Tempe, Arizona, never been there, and it was awesome. Okay, so here we go. Okay, here is an unacceptable along with an acceptable. Showing up to Tempe Improv to watch Mr. Paul Verzi and wondering where my wife and I should sit knowing that comics like to involve the crowd in certain situations. After we discuss it for a bit, we are sitting right in the middle of the room, but not uh, in the front so that we don't get called out during the show. After ordering and receiving our drinks, I look up at my wife's face and she's making an expression as if she were (laughs) constipated but really trying to drop a load. So I ask what's wrong. She simply does a head gesture telling me to look behind me, and when I do, I see what can can only be described as a pussy-whipped, baby-faced 19-year-old walking in with his girlfriend. The reason I say pussy-whipped is because this guy was wearing a full-on, oh, tuxedo shirt with a bow tie that looked like he works at Circus Circus at the Circus Circus Arcade, giving kids balloons and jerking off during a a break. I think you tried calling him out, and he said they were celebrating, but dude never cracked a smile and seemed, uh, uh, or seemed to be having a good time. Uh, This, to me, is unacceptable, as you uh, are in the presence of greatness when you're watching Verzi. Thank you so much. So fucking smile or look like you're having a good time. And especially unacceptable as I was going to wear my hockey jersey to the show but decided to dress up a little bit. But this guy completely overdid it. And for what? To be angry the entire time? Unacceptable. Uh, my acceptable is the whole experience, being out with my wife, watching Paul Verzi, meeting, uh, shaking his hand, buying his CD, getting it signed and, uh, smoking a joint on the way home. What a night. Thank you, Mr. Verzi. I wish you all the best in whatever you do and just want you to know that your comedy needs to, uh, and that comedy needs you to get that, uh, depression under control, faggot. (laughs) Ah, it all comes full circle. Now I get it. Uh, don't ever, don't ever leave your wife. Thank you for the podcast, the amazing show. Take care, uh, and visit, uh, AZ again soon. Sincerely, uh, Adrian 
Sarmiento, a.k.a. Big, to Big Toke. Okay, listen. First of all, thank you so much. And I think the kid in the tuxedo and the bow tie with the girl, I think he was having a good time. And I caught them laughing a couple of times. I think he was just so scared because, um, you know, comedians, we have certain points where our eyes look a lot, you know, and him being dressed like that, I just happened to kind of ask him and go at him. And I think he was worried the rest of the show. That's what I've noticed too about comedy shows is sometimes when somebody's in the very front, they're not smiling or laughing. And it really is because they're afraid, they're uncomfortable and they don't want to be sitting there. So, um, yeah, but, uh, I, I really appreciate, uh, that you guys came out. I appreciate you buying the album and I'm really glad that you liked the new hour and, uh, you know, I worked it even more. I think it's getting even better and better. And I do plan to come back to the Tempe Improv. I love that room and it was a great time. So thank you so much and, uh, no worries, man. I'm glad you, I hope your wife enjoyed the show as well. And, uh, I got to tell you the people, Arizona and, uh, especially Tempe. I don't know if I could live in Flagstaff just because um, it was, I mean, I could, but it was just more like with the cold and what I'm already used to. So I think if I ever did decide, you know, to, uh, to go out there or like stay out there for a long period of time, it would definitely be the Phoenix Tempe uh, area, Scottsdale, stuff like that, because it was just really, really great. And the beautiful part about Arizona is the, um, just like the, just seeing like the red mountains in the back and, and just the, the way the landscape is and the air and everything. It was just really, really nice. And um, my driver, Charles, who picked me up from the airport was, like I said, just so cool and nice and wanted to be helpful. And uh, I got this thing from the people in Arizona that they're just really kind of laid back and cool. Like there are certain cities and towns where you're just like, man, these people are this and this is what this is. Arizona just seemed like, hey, man, we're here to just have fun. It definitely seemed like laid back and really cool. And uh, I'm glad that everybody came out and, and enjoyed it because, um, yeah, I, I never was out there. Uh, like I said, the only time I ever experienced anything was at the airport uh, on a layover. So to go out there was... Uh, Really cool. So thank you for the submission. Thank you all for the submission. And again, if you guys want to submit Unacceptables to the show, please submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. A lot of people ask me, uh, what's, the, what's the thing again? It's unacceptables for F-O-R, unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Send them in. There's unacceptables happening all the time. Uh... And there you go. I have another unacceptable. People from Jacksonville who heard me on the NFL Network last night and couldn't take a joke. Okay? And acceptable for the people that do. All right? Uh, I just I honestly don't, don't get it. Here we go. This one is from... This is a, a Twitter one. This is from Churn Matthews at Churn. Uh, C-H-E-R-N face killer A-H after kill. Okay, Paul Verzi, people bringing pets into restaurants and eateries, hashtag unacceptable, it is unacceptable, it is unacceptable, we went to like a pet friendly bar in Arizona in Flagstaff and we didn't end up eating there because we didn't have enough time because it was busy, a big party came in and they were like, yeah, just so you know, a big party came in, so it's going to be at least a half hour before you could eat and it was like pet friendly with dogs there and it's like, yeah, no thanks, I, think I, I don't think I'm going to eat there anyway. Last thing I want to do is have a quesadilla while some fucking French bulldog staring at me. Um, let's see. A lot of stuff came in here. Let's see what's next. Um, all right. So that's going to be it because there was too much stuff, especially after the show yesterday. People are. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the unacceptable. Send your unacceptables to Twitter and to unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Dot com. Let's see where we are on time, everybody. We are, oh, almost an hour. <clears throat> Excuse me, 54 minutes in. What else do we have to talk about? Well, we have to talk about the debate, don't we? We did not talk about the debate. We talked about Chick-fil-A. Uh, we talked about Arizona. We talked about people from Florida being mad at me. We talked about, uh, oh, I didn't even do my unacceptable. Oh, my God, I didn't even do my unacceptable. All right, so we got some time here. We may go a little longer. And if I did my unacceptable on the... No, I don't think I did. Okay. If I did, did I do it on the... 
No, that wouldn't have made sense. Okay. So, <clears throat> I enjoyed the Flagstaff show I did Friday night. And I was only on two other shows. I did a show on um, Thursday night uh, that was in like the back of like, they had like this big stage performance and it was like in the back of this coffee shop. And I go on stage, I think I went on stage last, and there was a woman in the front row. No, I'm sorry, there was a woman, they only had chairs. So this was like one of these places where you can get food and coffee, but then in the back there's this curtain that closes it, and it almost looks like it'd be like a rock venue. Like a big stage, and there were guitars up there, and then it looks like they could put like a bunch of seats, and you could see like a band play. So, um... In all fairness, I don't want to shit on it too much. It was okay, but whatever. Long story short, I'm going last in the back of this place. I had just arrived to Flagstaff and, you know, whatever. I was, you know, going to just do my set, go back and rest because my next night I was headlining um, at the hotel. So I go on stage last and there's chairs and I notice there's a woman in the second row with her feet up on the first row chairs because the first row chairs were empty and she was barefoot at a show and the bottoms of her feet were black and I am not kidding it was one of the most disgusting like it this took like hippie I said I go, you look like you just left Woodstock like after being there for days it was disgusting and I had to stop my show and go wash your feet you animal what are you doing? And she's just like, nah, stop it, move on. Like, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop it. You're sitting here at a show, okay? I was just at the beautiful Tempe, Arizona Improv. Beautiful club. Great people. Funny comics working with me. Good food. Great area. Psyched to be there. Amazing turnout, place I want to go back to. Then I come to Flagstaff and I go to this fucking show and I got this hippie, dirty black feet in front. It's like wash your feet, but it gets worse. I went at her hard and then um, my back was bothering me. And, you know, just with everything I've been going through, I've had tension in my back. I wasn't feeling well. I said, let me, I walked past a place in Flagstaff and it said therapeutic massage. So I go and I get an hour massage, but while I'm waiting in the waiting room, guess who walks up? There were two women giving massages and dirty feet comes up to me while I'm in the waiting room. She goes, remember me? She was still barefoot two days later and the bottom of the feet still dirty and she showed me her feet and I just go, oh my God. And I'm like, if it's her, I'm not doing it. And luckily it wasn't. It was some other woman that came out that actually looked normal and clean. So absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the last night I was uh, there, I just told people, I was like, look, some of you people are the dirtiest people I've ever seen in my life. I like, I can't wait to fly back. Some of you people, and I just dug this hole for myself and then I ended up getting out of it, but whatever. Um, but no, Flagstaff was nice. The people were nice. The headline show that I did was nice, but you got it. You can't go to a comedy show. Um, a barefoot and B looking like you were just rubbing it on fresh asphalt and, uh, your feet are black. It's the most disgusting, unacceptable animal. It's just gross. Uh, all right, let's talk about this debate. Now I am very nonpartisan. I am very independent. You guys know that. Uh, I definitely have some conservative views and, uh, and I have some, some more, more non-conservative views. But for the most part, um, I think I'm logical and I think I'm a realist. And some people will agree and some people won't agree. That's life. That's what it is. Okay, you can't change that. That being said, you know, my wife and I are laying in bed and um, I had just gotten back the day before from Flagstaff and they're doing it on Monday night and I'm home and I'm finishing up this cold and starting to feel better all around and I'm like let's just watch this thing let's just see what this 90 minutes is gonna be it's highly anticipated you got a loose cannon versus a, a, a liar uh, you got somebody that you don't trust you got somebody that seems like they could you know say stuff that only a buffoon would say you got, there's a lot of there's a lot of makings of a of a you know 
of entertainment that could possibly happen during this thing. And I think 84 million people watched it or whatever it was. So, you know, we're, 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 we were, uh, you know, it was, it was basically like a political version of a Super Bowl, kind of. And we're watching it. And I have to say 100%, I'm not a Hillary guy at all, at all. Uh, I see her lies. I see her. I see what she does. But I'm not a Trump guy because I see that he doesn't know what he's doing. I see that he's a loose cannon. I see that he's kind of sometimes of a bully. I see, I just don't like him to run the country. Uh, even when you think somebody's entertaining, that doesn't make it right. So, I watched it and I have to say that uh, I think he hurt himself really badly. I think anybody that was on the fence with him really hurt himself with that. I think the interrupting, the saying wrong, wrong, not really saying anything, repeating himself, constantly talking about other countries beating us in things like China and all kinds of, it just was really, I just, it just was not good. And she kind of, he, you know what he did? He took the bait. He took the bait. She set it up and she was told, say this, he's not going to be able to help himself. And the reason why I don't think this guy could be president, people, you want to know why? Because when somebody can't help themselves, that's the problem. He cannot help himself. Okay. Now I'm not a big Hillary guy, but you know what? She looked the part more, she said the better things, and she took the high road. And you know what this guy did? He couldn't help himself. He was Maury and Goodfellas. Okay, remember? I want my money. I want my money. He was just Maury and Goodfellas. He couldn't help himself. He had to keep saying wrong, wrong, not true, this and that, stupid insults, this and that. It was ridiculous. So unless this guy comes out in the next two or whatever, but it's just, it was just really bad. And people wanted, if, if you ever wanted to know my opinion on it, that's my opinion on it, okay? I thought it was embarrassing. I really did. I thought it was an embarrassment. And people, and that's the thing, and people are, you know, when, when you, for one party, like I was talking to somebody very close to me that likes Trump, and I looked at them and I said, look, you got to take yourself away from the party. You got to be nonpartisan here. The bottom line is he lost it. He lost the debate. That's it. Anybody thinking he won is not paying attention. And believe me, guys, I do not like Hillary. Okay? Anybody who thinks he won that is not paying attention or they're blinded by their, you know, their team. That's what it is. They're blinded by others. Oh, that's that's my, where my, you know, alliance is. That's my team. That's my team. No, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Just saying things. I remember a couple times watching it, just squinting my eyes going, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Take the high road. Look presidential. Say things. You know, like that. You know, and then when he was like, Secretary, can I call you that? I want her to be happy. I want her. It's just like, that's, that's, that's just not right. And then blaming him, you know, blaming the microphone. You know, and the guy sounding like he needed Sudafed during, somebody said, who said, uh, somebody said, can somebody get Trump a Claritin? It was a disaster all around, bottom line. No matter how you slice it, that's really what it was. So, um, that being said, that's all I wanted to say about that. I just hope the next one is, you know, I hope, you know, people could go toe-to-toe and at least get some kind of entertainment. Either way, I mean, I don't think I could pull the lever for either of these people. But uh, that was my... Oh, speaking of that, we talked about some politics stuff on, I did Danny LaBelle's, comedian Danny LaBelle, shout out to him, I did his podcast when I was in Flagstaff, uh, and uh, we had a um, a really fun time, so check out Danny LaBelle's uh, podcast, and uh, you could see me as a guest on there. Um, Alright, as far as sports, the New York Giants lost a heartbreaker, they were, they. I thought, I was on an airplane, so I couldn't see the whole thing. But um, I was able to watch highlights on the NFL Network. And, um, yeah. Number one, Odell Beckham cannot keep letting this guy Norman get in his head and make him cry. Number two, he got smacked in the face by the net, which is ridiculous. He um, had great plays, but he let the guy get the best of him. And it's a shame that we lost. I think the Giants were one play away from being 3-0. and It's okay. We're still 2-1. and one. We have a big game on Monday night against the Vikings, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but, oh, and I also want to say, 
I also want to say real quick, now that we're talking about sports, uh, absolute horror of that Jose Fernandez on the um, Marlins who uh, tragically uh, lost his life at 24 years old. Just absolutely sickening. So I just want to say um, that it, that that's just a horrible thing and rest in peace and awful, uh, awful, awful news. Uh, I haven't really been paying too much attention to the to the to the other sports. I did see uh, a clip of the Knicks, the new Knicks in practice, and they look good. Um, but I'm ready for the Giants to make the run. I think that they could make. So uh, other than that, nothing really with sports. We talked about Sully. Uh, that's it. That's it, everybody. Plugs. This Friday, tomorrow night, I will be headlining for the Hoboken Comedy Festival in Hoboken, New Jersey. And again, I hate to say this, but hearts go out to anybody that got hurt or injured or all this stuff with the Hoboken um, train. Because I guess a Hoboken a train that was going into the Hoboken station got like crashed. I don't, I don't know, man, but just whatever. There's all these crazy things. So I don't know if that's going to affect anything. I don't think so. But tomorrow I am headlining at... Uh, Willie McBride's in Hoboken, New Jersey for the uh, Hoboken Comedy Festival tomorrow night. So you can check that out. You could go to, uh, just go to Google, put in Hoboken Comedy Festival or HobokenComedyFestival.com. You could see that. And uh, I will be in Peekskill. Uh, you could go to my website. I'll be in Peekskill October 1st with my boy James Mattern. We're going to be performing there with some comedians. Also, October 6th, I will be opening for Bill Burr at the Fox Theater in Atlanta with Joe Bartnick. Also, Joe Bartnick and I will be opening for Bill Burr on the 7th in Gainesville, Florida. Then we're going out to the game. And October 12th through the 15th, I will be headlining the Saratoga Springs Comedy Works. You can check that out as well. For more dates, more details, go to paulverzi.com as the site is always being updated. Follow me on Twitter at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And uh, that's it, everybody. This has been episode 274. I hope you enjoyed it. Until 275, I am out of here. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Stay well. And uh, I will talk to you guys real soon.